0: Let's talk about sex That's right, you're on FBI Radio 94.5 FM It's mornings and now it's time to talk about sex Joining me in the studio, resident sexologist Tanya Coons How are you doing? Hey, good thanks, thanks for having me
1: in today no, Of
0: course, and a very exciting topic today We're talking about kink
1: Yes I'm yes, very indeed.
0: excited to uh, chat about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So kink. Um, mm. I had a little look at our friend Wikipedia because kink has such a wide variety of definitions. Mm. And I really liked it because it was a bit of a history lesson for me as well. Mm. That, that kinkiness is really about the unconventional sexual practices. So that's interesting in itself because yeah. it depends what era we're in as to what is normal. Exactly. Using quotes. But I like it because it... it de- it derives from a bend or a kink in one sexual behavior, as mm-hmm. opposed to straight.
0: Mm. So I always wondered
1: where that term "straight" came from, and now I know.
0: Yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, so they, the definition is that practices that go beyond what is considered conventional. Mm-hmm. Um, in my research, because um, I teach other, I teach other therapists how to be a kink-friendly practitioner, because mm. I think kink is a, quite pathologized. Um, and I teach them that there are five main components to it. Yeah? Okay. There's the appearance of domination and submission. And five main components it doesn't mean that everything you do has to have each one of these things. Just mm-hmm. if one of these show up, it may be considered as kinky. Okay. Right? So the appearance of domination and submission, one partner ruling over another, or role-playing... Mm -hmm. Um, or the consensually or voluntary agreement to enter into the interaction. This is very important. It's not a coercion thing. It's definitely where it's mutual and consented to by all parties. Mm -hmm. Um, Mutual definition. So that means people need to talk because there needs to be a shared understanding of what the activities are and at what rate they'll go to, what extent, how long, what Mm -hmm. we're doing here. And then a sexual context. Although a lot of people think that um, S&M type activities are sexual, it's not shared by everybody who participates in that. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people really like to get a good spanking or to be tied up and it's not arousing in a sexual way for them. There you go. Yeah.
0: Interesting. And so you prepared a little bit about the history of kink as well.
1: Yeah, I had a little look at that. Um, And it has, like, I think today and in the past, kink has been viewed as a perversion or Mm. pathologised in some way. Whereas um, it's been as old as humanity, there have uh, there are references to spanking in the Kama Sutra. I have a lovely little um, pop up Kama Sutra book at home, and there's a gorgeous spanking page where you can pull on the tab, and there's there's a nice little spanking motion going on. I there. love that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It's the favourite page when showing the book. <laughs> um, Aristotle made reference to shit eating, right?
0: There you go.
1: And sodomy used to the term sodomy used to include all kink activities, not just anal sex. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how it's arrived to that but there you go Mm. and some of the first western erotic books were as early as 1650 in France so it's been around I think um, you know when when we're thinking about kink most people are going to find it difficult to grasp that whatever they like to do sexually might be thoroughly repulsive to somebody else Mm. and that whatever repels them sexually might be the most treasured delight of someone else Mm. and that is a quote by a scholar called Rubin
0: yeah so kink really is an individualized thing in terms of preferences and what people enjoy
1: it definitely is and I Mm. think if you if we studied the norm like the norm will change over time but basically it's how many deviations you are standard deviations you are away from that middle of the bell-shaped curve Mm. so it might mean that less people were doing that sort of thing it's quite interesting because um, I think today kink is much more popular and we'll talk a little bit about that but I think it's things like the internet you know it's Mm. much easier to find things you don't have to go skulking around and try and find a club or an interesting magazine at the back of the bookshop.
0: No, you can find it on FBI radio. You can find <laughs> us having
1: a chat about it. Yeah. And the participants these days are, you know, the research shows there was a study done in two thousand and two that participants are no like they're, they're just as normal as the rest of the population. Mm. They they're not they haven't been subjected to it's the same rates of being subjected to sexual coercion so sexual abuse or things like that they didn't score higher on any psychological distress scale they're no more likely to suffer from any sexual difficulties such as difficulty reaching orgasm or lack of interest in sex. Mm-hmm they are more likely to have a higher level of education and a white-collar occupation and Mm. a higher level of income. Mm. Interesting. That
0: is very interesting. Yeah. Perhaps not what you would expect.
1: No, no, not at all.
0: And I guess within kink comes BDSM, but I think often people don't really understand the entirety of what BDSM entails.
1: That's right. Um, BDSM, four letters, but it's um, uh, an anagram for three things. So Mm -hmm. the first BD stands for bondage and discipline, Mm -hmm. right? That's where a dominant person will be restraining a submissive person in some fashion and maybe training them to behave in certain ways, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Then the middle DS is for dominance and submissives. So those who gain um, sexual or erotic pleasure from controlling another person or for from giving up control to another person that can be either within a scene or for all or part of a relationship mm-hmm. right so some people live it 24/7 wow. it's pretty hard to do 24/7 mm. that that's that's less likely um, but for periods of time they may do it or just for a specific we're going to do this now mm-hmm. Um, and then the the last SM is for sadism and masochism. So sadists are people who derive sexual or erotic pleasure from inflicting pain on willing and consensual partners. Yes. And um, masochists derive sexual or erotic pleasure from pain delivered by mm. a consensual partner. You, you can't go. force people into doing it.
0: No, you know? and I think that's going to be one of the big takeaways from today. You can't force people into anything. Consent is very important, Um, but we're going to go into that in more depth after a song. Yeah, great. Awesome. Um, So yeah, stick around if you want to figure out how to negotiate kinks, how to ensure that you're engaging in it safely, stay tuned. But first, a bit of a naughty song, uh, quite (laughs) topical. Uh, This song's called 40 Shades of Choke by Ari Lennox, who's actually just released a new album. So keep your ears peeled for that, but of course stick around. More talking about sex after the break. You're on FBI Radio 94.5 FM. It's Mornings with me, Latifah T, and Tanya Coons, our sexologist. We're on Let's Talk About Sex, and we're continuing the conversation on kink. Mm-hmm. So I guess diving straight into, I guess, the more logistical side of getting into kink play, what are your thoughts on exploring kinks in casual sexual relationships? Like, do you think there has to be some sort of established trust between partners that you can't necessarily get in casual sexual encounters,
1: hmm, I think there does need to be some sort of established trust, but you can do that by negotiation mm. yeah if you're going to meet somebody for a casual encounter, check them out in conversation first, you know right. ask some questions like, so, how long have you been into kink what What kind of kinks are you into? what activities?" Um, where did you learn how to do them? You know, mm. there's workshops all around town that you can learn how to tie people up safely, how to how to beat them up, spank them, cut them, put needles in them, all sorts of things. Yeah. You can go and learn that. Or, I mean, you can learn things on the internet too. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I'm really interested in in those sorts of questions for people and it, it sort of keeps them accountable. If if they just went down to Bunnings and bought some rope or cable ties, Ooh. I would be like run a mile. Yes.
0: yes. Yeah.
1: It's, so you want to get a feel for if you think that person knows about things. And it's mm. not it's not people don't know if they say I've heard lots of submissives mm. or you know I do this every weekend. You might do it badly every yeah. weekend. So it's the specific questions about you and what... And, and also have a think about what you might like to get out of it
0: Yeah, as well.
1: Sure. Are you going to be at the behest of somebody else? Like if you're going to submit to somebody, what are you actually submitting to, mm. right? Because I think it's very important to be clear yes. on that. So I'm submitting for you to give me a spanking. I'm not submitting for you to tie me up, for yep. example. Um, so being very specific and then talking about levels... Levels of pain you want to play at, mm. or types of activities, um, is really really important. Mm. And learning how to negotiate safety. So, what are our safe words? How long is this going for? Yeah. and people think that might be boring. Um, I've encountered many people. Many clients have come to me and complained that, you know, they try and negotiate with people, and they, and the people are like, "Well, it's too boring to talk about it. I don't want to do that." Um, to me, that's not somebody that's safe to play with. Yeah, Really not. It's not boring to talk about. It can be very exciting, actually, yeah. setting up what you're going to do and being all excited about it and knowing that it's going to be in a safe environment and a safe container.
0: Mm. And we were also talking about off air, the importance of negotiating beforehand and making sure that you follow those you know, negotiations yeah. and you don't introduce things in the middle of play. Do oh, you want to explain yeah. why that's so important?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, surprises aren't good in this in this context. Um, so So there's before care, which is, you know, what do I need? What are we going to do? How are we negotiating it? If you have a surprise in the middle, so just saying you're having a nice, sexy scene and there might be some spanking and some hair pulling and there might be a bit of restraint involved and there was no negotiation for choking, Mm. um, that could be very, very surprising, also very dangerous, and you might be rendered unable to say no.
0: Right, if they're literally choking you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Mm. Um, It could be really hot to have a surprise, but there's an element of danger about it. So it could be that you negotiate, look, I'm not sure if I'm going to do any of these things, but are you up for... Choking, spanking, hair pulling, you know, so you can talk about that and say, well, yes, I am light choking, but not heavy choking. Uh, No, you can't pull my hair. Yes, you can spank me up to about a level seven in pain, but Mm. no more. So that the person running the scene or being the top or the dominant person is going to understand a little bit about what's there. So your surprise can come into it. It's not a regimented playlist, mm. but there are safe things. It's never a good idea to, and you to stop a scene either and go, right, I really feel like choking. How do you feel about that now? Because mm. when people are in play, they can be in an altered state. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you could be in subspace and, or you could be as high as a kite as a top and you're not going to make very well-informed decisions because mm-hmm. there's endorphins and emotions in, at play. Yeah. So those things are best to write down and, and negotiate next time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess in recent pop culture through obviously films like Fifty Shades of Grey but also the abundance of pornography, yeah. um that we have access to on the internet. What do you think that the introduction of kink into like pop culture has had? Do you think it's increased people's like, pressure to engage in kink or has perhaps misinformed people in the way that they should engage in kink?
1: Um, yes, yes, and yes for those <laughs> things. I think, um, I think it's also engaged people's curiosity, right? Mm-hmm. So it's much easier to find information and you can find porn of it. And it looks very exciting in the porn, but you need to remember that porn is adult entertainment. Mm. It's highly stylized and it doesn't... Uh, Not all porn. Like if you look at feminist porn, Mm -hmm. um, it does show negotiation and it Mm -hmm. does show consent and it shows people having a good time and it shows safety. But a lot of mainstream porn doesn't show that. It shows Mm -hmm. people being tied up or choked or all these things without negotiation without safe words so it, it sh- it's a bit dangerous if you want to just recreate what you're seeing there Yeah. so if you're interested in some stuff there's plenty that you can read about how to go about it and how to negotiate and I think things like Fifty Shades of Grey just brought kink like screaming into the mainstream mm. you know people are very interested in that uh, they want to try it I mean I love how they're calling Fifty Shades of Grey mummy porn <laughs> <laughs> so everybody wants to sort of play around with scarves and rope and things mm. like that the thing is they just need to learn the safety stuff so if you're going to tie someone up you need shears nearby it's important to buy the right kind of rope that has stretch and gear if you tie Mm -hmm. someone up with Bunnings rope you can cut off their circulation and the knots can be so tight you can't undo them Mm -hmm. the way to learn is you understand especially if it's Japanese style the knots are not only beautiful they're placed on pressure points of the body that will heighten your experience and they're also done in a way that you can undo them very quickly Mm -hmm. there's a real art form to this sort of stuff if you want to just restrain somebody think about things like cuffs or stuff like that mm. that you can pop on and you've got the you've got the restraint rather than tying someone dangerously mm. right so there's a, there's a whole bunch of things that people need to think about i'm interested in people being pressured mm. into doing things in the bedroom and i think that that really falls into the that, that sex is so difficult to talk about for many people mm. and and they feel afraid to say, no, well, if I, if I say no to this, then maybe I'm going to lose this partner or yeah. maybe they won't want to see me again if it's early days. Whereas if you can negotiate something that feels really safe, then you are actually a lot more relaxed in yourself mm. and in your body to come into that situation and have a good time with it. Yes. I think feeling like people will feel if you're tense mm-hmm. and... On edge, and it's really, really hard to enjoy something if your mind is constantly going, Is this going to be okay? Am I okay? And your body won't be relaxed and it won't. Be able to absorb all of the things that are happening for
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've come just out of time for the rest of the segment, but <laughs> we're excited because we get to continue the conversation next week.
1: Yes, we're going to talk about how tos. So yes. some detailed instructions on how to negotiate a scene. What kinds of things like how to give a good spanking? Mm. Um, what what's involved in power exchange? Mm. Things like that.
0: Very, very interesting stuff. I guess any final words for anyone that wants to experiment in kink or perhaps one final point?
1: Talk about it. Keep talking about it. Do your research and talk about it. It's okay to not know, Mm -hmm. but there are ways that you can know. You can talk to somebody like me. You can go and look on the internet. There are plenty of workshops you can do.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Tanya Kins, for coming in. Thanks, Latifah. We'll have this same segment next week on Let's Talk About Sex.